0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Known to Ramble. This week, Gotti and Josh are joined by one of the hosts from Buckets and Beyond and a lifelong friend, Andrew Bennett. He's here to sit down and talk all things Andor, but first, Josh gives some thesis-level questions to try and rack the brains of our resident Star Wars junkies. It's all things from a galaxy far, far away, this week on episode 17 of Known to Ramble. So thanks for stopping by and joining us. And we are back here on another episode of Known to Ramble. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Gotti Elkon. How you doing, buddy?
1: You, see, you kind of said that weird, like El-Khan, Like I don't know how
0: a, to... I feel like I don't know how El-Khan. to properly say it. It's quick,
1: it's easy, it's short. But if you want to elongate it, go right ahead. It well, used here, to be say my Elkhanovich. Name right. No, your name's a mess. That's right. Chewy. So, Gotti El is here. Hi, Chewy.
0: <laughs> and then we are joined today by a very good friend of mine ever since like we were toddlers basically uh our moms worked together we hung out all the time as kids um it's my good friend andrew bennett from to be here from I, I hey i i even i almost messed it up from buckets and beyond
2: uh yeah got to slip got to slip the product placement in there uh,
0: <laughs> that's right got to put in the plug yes. don't worry i'm sure i'm sure buckets and beyond <laughs> we brought up a few times <laughs> but uh how, how are you doing man?
2: uh good, good. It's uh tis the season for uh Star Wars, you know um it's always the season for Star Wars and uh in in our house. so uh I'm glad excited to be with you guys um and uh yeah just get into it um yeah I it's funny you mentioned you mentioned at the top or before we started, like you me being the introduction to star wars for you in a sense my earliest memories of star wars were like not even seeing the movies not even watching them but just knowing that josh and michael had like the box set with like the vhs like yoda stormtrooper like just knowing that you guys had the box set and it was like oh man we might watch star like there was this like this aura of of awe around the movies even like I, I couldn't even tell you the first time that I saw Star Wars, but I just I did. It's like a seminal memory. I totally grade. have that. I totally have that mm-hmm.
0: VHS box that it was completely like gold and black, and it mm-hmm. looked oh, it was awesome. And each disc had like, yeah, had its uh, its own little gold and black cover. Uh I mean disc. I'm saying disc.
2: Each tape. tape. It was tapes. <laughs> tapes. Children. Children. Any children listening to this podcast, <laughs> your movies used to come on tapes. <laughs>
0: dude that's awesome because yeah like i was saying you were totally my star wars leader growing up he knew everything there was to know about star wars oh like we're we're gonna get into it but uh (laughs) me and Gotti, now me and Gotti, we talk about everything we watch everything at the same time and so we wanted to have andrew on because about a week ago i a very very important show in the star wars universe in my opinion wrapped up and that was the greatness that is andor praise be praise be
1: <laughs> got he, he went, has not much else to say you 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 summed it up beautifully
0: oh podcast done easy Yep. <laughs> um so but before we before we jump into Andor, because i know we we all have a lot to say about that show there are a few a few little quick hitter star wars questions i thought we could start with for a little bit of banter just to get off the top, uh, Andor has honestly been such so much fun over the last few weeks that it actually got me to dive into a part of the Star Wars world that I've never ever gotten into, and that was uh, Clone Wars and um, the TV series. By the way, I'd I'd seen the the animated movie and all that, but I wanted to kind of go through, and I know both of you have seen the whole thing and watched it, and yeah, I, I know you know what's up. So I wanted to start out, since I'm just diving in, I'm at the beginning, I'm at about halfway through season two right now. Who uh, or sorry, what was your favorite season of Clone Wars to get started? And uh I'll 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 throw it to our guests to start.
2: Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to pick, it's it's hard to pick a season not because uh not because of the reason you expect it's because the chronological order is so weird that, that i don't know i i have i have very little conception of what episodes fall in which season so i'm going to i'm i'm going to pull this up i'm pulling up imdb real quick uh off the dome i want to say seasons 4 or 5 are like are like uh are like peak kind of like they are Those are like Dirk 2007 to 2011 season like (laughs) kind of era for Clone Wars. I think the strength of the strength of the last four episodes of season seven makes a lot of people want to say season seven. Um, Okay, let me see. Okay, I'm scrolling through. Ooh, okay. Mm, Four is really strong. Let me check and see if five... I think, I think I'm gonna go with five. Okay. I think. Mm, ooh. Okay, this is <laughs> tough now. This is tough now. I think I'm. Oh shoot. I think I'm gonna go with five because partly because it's the original ending to the show, um, or like kind of sort of the. I mean, it is it is the most satisfactory ending until we got seven. Um, I yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with five, but like you could pick. You could pick just about any season. It's um, it's a great show, Gotti. I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I didn't realize you were a Clone Wars uh, guy as well. It's always interesting to find adults that have watched the same cartoons that you have.
1: It's it's they're well, luckily they're not as childish. Like Rebels is not as childish as people think either. I mean, there's there's I mean, it's felony. So anything felony is kind of approved by the not just canon, but I think the whole Star Wars universe, he might be the only beloved figure in that little triumphant. There's always some people that don't like uh, Kennedy in the films, but as far as what Filoni's done, I, I agree with you. Season five kind of is wonderful. Season four had some of the better storylines. I think they're the Mm -hmm. more really kind of in depth, getting into a lot of different segments of not just Jedi versus Sith, but like how the universe was run and, I mean, seven kind of it—it is the best just because of it was shot much later and it looks amazing. It's the best looking. It's the most attractive. It's obviously getting to the nitty gritty of final battles and who's going to live and and so I mean it. Seven would be who you would think would be the best one, but I agree. I I think four and five are just phenomenal.
2: Yeah, mm. I'll say I'll say six is the weirdest. Uh, but far, Josh problem six season six is the weirdest
0: so make it through six got it i can understand that yeah
1: you you want to get to seven just because how relevant it is right now and where it'll be for these upcoming shows i mean we're about to get really the shows that i think can touch upon some of the stuff in clone wars like nothing else has so far that's kind of the beauty of it
0: sweet
2: yeah We'll have to come back and revisit um, your... Fa- Josh, I, I, I'll I love to pick your brain once you finish the show to get to pick your brain about your favorite uh, story arcs. Like you get these three That's or what four episodes. It's like two to three or, three or four, four episode. episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so there are distinct arcs that like, I think most fans can agree are head and shoulders above some of the others. And every everyone has their personal favorite, but... Um, yeah, once, once you've seen the full breadth of the show, uh, we can, we can have that conversation.
1: And you can watch it a certain way. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, journeys or adventures on how to watch it or what order to watch some of these things. So you can kind of trick it out and find stuff online. Honestly, there makes it an interesting journey if you want to go a certain way.
0: Okay. So on kind of the same thing, it, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a hard question to answer. So you can give me one or two answers if you want. Um, you know, Clone Wars character, Clone Wars specific character that you think is you know really fun to watch, adds a lot. Doesn't even matter if you like them. Maybe like they're a very hateable character or something. But like who who who's upcoming? Who? I should be looking for. The person I'm ex- kind of excited about just because I met him in Boba Fett was Cad Bane. But Boba mm. Fett by the end of Boba Fett he's kind of
2: Have you have you met him yet in Clone Wars? Yes. He's okay, uh popped yeah. up a little
0: he, bit cuz he's like uh stealing holocrons and stuff in the Jedi Temple and all that and yeah. we're we're right in that part and that's the part that I'm super kind of excited about is that uh they're basically trying to like find uh, I think I'm on the episode where they just said that they're trying to find like all the Jedi children. And basically I think they're trying to get like 10 of them or something or Palpatine's running tests and stuff. So I'm, um, or I think that's right. Yeah. Something like that. That's where I am right now. I've been off of it for two weeks because of world cup, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but uh, okay. Yeah. So Star, uh favorite clone wars character. Um, and Gotti, Let's start with you this time.
1: I'm going to be cheesy and just say like, all that we learn of Darth Maul, of his brethren, of his, uh, lineage of his tenacity to never freaking die. Um, I think everything about him really makes him the most connected also to, you know, maybe where you started a lot of younger star Wars fans connect him as much as we do older ones with Darth. And I think it's, There's nothing wrong with that i think it's that powerful of a character and he's been in so many different incarnations that it's hard not to love just how crazy his story and where it goes and how he recovers from all of his wonderful defeats it's 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 a lovely uh if there's a shakespearean tragedy in it it's his tale nice okay
0: um i am
2: gonna go with my first the first name that comes to mind is asaj Asajj Ventress. oh um wow. another dark side character that you get to see a lot of a lot of frankly nuance with um becomes a fairly sympathetic character over the course of of the show um and i think and i think sh- she is a character that is ripe for showing up in say live action or in a in another show. Um, I know there are a lot of fans that, that would love to see her back in some way, shape or form. I think there's a little bit of retconning that might need to happen similar to Darth Maul and that she may or may not have died. It's not <laughs> super clear. Uh, but I know a lot of folks were like, ah, eh, what is, what is death in star Wars? You know, like nobody's, nobody's ever really gone. Um, um. Uh, so I, I so I think that one outside of again this is to avoid the obvious of like Ahsoka and Anakin and Obi Wan are my favorite like they're yeah. the central characters you're gonna you're gonna spend the most time with them uh, and you're gonna grow to love them more than maybe you already did but uh, I think underappreciated underrated is definitely is definitely a sage of interest for me.
0: So quick quick question about Ahsoka, um, thumbs up or thumbs down on? the take so far of live action Ahsoka. Zorio
1: Dawson is, is I think physically looks like her. It's exactly who I imagined works. Perfect. Um, yeah. I've liked her performance. I mean, I, it, I don't think they needed as much retcon because I think they haven't really dived too much into her. I mean, when we get her show, yeah, there might be some things that'll be like, wait a minute, you just destroyed, you know, half of these seasons here so it'll be interesting to see what they do with her but as far as actresses and fitting the bill uh, she she's pretty kick-ass so far
0: you think filoni uh, will allow that retcon <laughs> what what retconning what anything That's, like like what he was saying like maybe with her show they're having to like you know adjust something do you think filoni would let it happen or is he or is, would he put the flag in the stand or that flag in the stand
1: it's interesting because it is his baby character, like it's his. You know, that's all him. But I mean, he's retcon before he'll retcon in the future. I mean, retcons a part of Star Wars, like <laughs> like we've talked yeah, about. Yeah,
2: Han shot first. Or no way, it was Greedo. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, that's part of Star
1: Wars lore. Is you know, there's there might be two two arguments, but there's 35 million different answers.
2: Um, <clears throat> I uh. I'm a little, I'm a little split on not necessarily Rosario Dawson's when it comes to her performance. I've been split on how Ahsoka has been used so far or like what we have seen from her in live action. Uh, At times it feels like, again, like we're getting Dave Filoni's favorite character is making a cameo appearance at times. Like that's the, the vibe sometimes. As opposed to getting like an actual story. So to see her in a full-blown show, I think is gonna give her the, the opportunity to actually have a show with stakes and with growth and an arc. Um uh so so I think performance-wise, she's great. Uh I'm not I'm I'm also I'm gonna be the first to say the Ahsoka show, I think for uh, some Star Wars fans, at least the fan the ones that I engage with on Twitter. Is kind of feels like a spiritual sequel or a direct sequel to Rebels, and there are some of us, and I tend to uh, tend to lean this way, that um, it's the sequel to Rebels should have been an, another animated show, like we would we should have continued forward with that in an animated animation format, um, and it should have been centered around like all of the characters as opposed to like this show is about Ahsoka, but. That's getting into the weeds on 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 <laughs> just Star Wars nerds being uh being picky about stuff. Um that's what we're here for. But yeah, I don't know when do we do we know the generally like when the Ahsoka show is actually? It feels like it's just out in the ether and like it it'll be here eventually. 24?
1: Yeah, I I think it's like spring 2024, which is it'll come quick but yeah, I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. of space there. Plus, did, did y'all watch the Tales of the Jedi, the the latest uh, animated? I mean, that I mean that doesn't really uh, change massive things, but it does uh, give us beautiful renditions of moments that either we we slightly don't know the full story. I mean, it, it I, I loved it as far as uh, giving us more of Ahsoka's importance to the lineage of the Jedi we've followed so far like the lineage fits now all the way previously to Qui-Gon. It's, it's a lovely, uh, you know, uh, passing of the torch, if you will.
0: I, I loved learning more about Dooku. I was, yeah. I'd never been a, I'd never known that side of him. And cause really like I'm up until a few years ago, you would call me probably a star Wars casual. I watched all the movies. I kind of knew what's going on. I, Played the video, okay, maybe more than casual, because I played all the video games, you know, I, I was pretty into it, but like whenever I'm looking at that, whenever I'm looking at that situation, I'm like, sorry, I just kind of blanked on what I was trying to say.
1: Well, you know, it, 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 who's the cooler character, uh, Dooku or Qui-Gon? I hate to say it, but it's definitely Count Dooku. Sorry. He's the teacher I would want to follow. He's the cool teacher. He's the Robin Williams in in your film rather than kind of the, the you know, the strict by the book, even though Qui-Gon went his own way. Um, that's kind of the travi- you know, the the arc of his story. But I, I, I agree with you. Count Dooku was he's the most fun character we had the entire time. I loved him.
2: Yeah, very interesting to see to see that side of Dooku and to see a side of Dooku that like, quite frankly, through several episodes, you're, you're, you were as a viewer, you were with him the whole way. You're like, yeah, like take them to task, like be this firebrand, be this, um, stir up trouble, you know? And then, and then we see the full extent of that and realize how far he has spiraled. How far um,
0: down the rabbit hole he's he, gone
2: yeah and and you're like oh no 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 like you know it 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 adds a tragedy to his character um that you That's don't get that you, that, that you don't get from the movies he he shows up and it's like oh, oh yeah i guess this guy's important he used to be a jedi okay whatever that means and now he and now he has a red lightsaber and he he's trying to kill everyone so um yeah that yeah his episodes were the most intriguing to me from from tales of the jedi for sure
1: you know and it it helps also give us like why the emperor went through his different padawans it started you know the the strength behind maul the intelligence behind dooku and then of course the allegiance behind anakin and it it, it, you know he was testing the waters and i think it's a pivotal moment i mean We see it we see uh when he takes that last you know swing of the of the blade it it, you know it's it's palpable it's right there for us but it's interesting that the emperor's always got his hand in it and i I think it it touched on that so well i mean it it's feloni's world this is his baby it was it was his directors that i think really do his work really uh well good stuff
0: yeah so I'm going to give us one more kind of little quick one to go through. I'm going to ask each of you, because I think you you both are like, you both know like the canon versus the legends and kind of stuff like that and all that stuff. So I have one question for you. You have to throw out one canon storyline from from anything. It can be from the shows. It can be from movies. You have to throw out one canon so that you can put in one Technically, like legends, thing that's not canon.
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah, do you want to go first or
2: second? I this is yeah, good these one. are not, these are not, you were like, let's start with some Banter quick, some is not quick the right banters. Word. I yeah. I didn't these realize are like, how deep this was,
0: gonna and these, I was these like, like, this going
2: to get. These are like, these are like thesis presentation questions. <laughs> so, are we talking about like removing like one movie, one show, one pretty much yeah yeah something like that okay
0: and then maybe you can like throw a book that like you could then turn into that movie or turn into that show Hmm. or Uh, a comic uh,
1: you know it uh, or a start but it. it, 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 it's hard just to like flip-flop a story in an arc like that but i there are maybe there's a character or a way a character impacts the rest of the world like uh I would want to see mara jade in canon and how to do that with the current luke is extremely difficult so like i'd have to retcon well all of ryan's film uh which may need to happen anyways just throwing out my allegiance there uh but i mean i think that (laughs) would be interesting to kind of switch up how they ended luke's story i don't think they properly did it I, i mean the old legends books gave us so much more. And I think Marjade was a fascinating connection back to the Emperor, which they seem to continue to, you know, live off the image of of the Emperor all the way until today. So why wouldn't a character that completely worked in his world not be the perfect throw-in? And then, yeah, let's toss out Ryan's film altogether and pray he doesn't get to do his trilogy. Because, you know, he can do better stuff.
2: Like Glass Onion... Y'all don't y'all don't want me on this podcast right now. Y'all don't want, y'all don't want me on this podcast. Uh I'm pretty sure is
0: Andrew a, is a is a
2: diehard last Jedi.
0: I guy.
2: I am a last Jedi defender. I am. I am. <laughs> I, am. I am see I like and the last I thought the last it,
0: Jedi was pretty
2: solid too. Yeah. The other I, two, I cannot claim that. I'm not I'm not gonna we're not gonna go down that road because because we could be here for hours. Ben, our my co- host of Buckets and Beyond we, we have done like an hour and beyond an, almost an hour long Star Wars episode going back and forth about Last Jedi, among <laughs> other things. So it's just was that when it came out, uh, it, it was a couple of years ago. No, it was several, it was actually like almost a full year or two after. Okay, I'm sorry, one second, guys. My dog is losing his mind. No worries. <laughs>
1: Should we keep bantering or have you paused?
2: It'll... So so not touching, not touching Last Jedi, because that's that's a hot stove. That's <laughs> a hot stove. Um I think okay, this might this might lead us into another hot take. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach here. And this is just because it's it's recent. Um, I'm gonna remove the Kenobi show. Oh, do I want to do that? Mm, actually, uh, mm, 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 mm. I'm going to remove Oh gosh I'm going to remove the Kenobi show I'm going to remove the Kenobi show And I am going to Bring in a Knights of the Old Republic Adaptation Of some way shape or form Either TV show Or or I, w- I would love a trilogy yes. of movies That's Knights of the Old Republic Oriented one or two Wait, wait, wait.
1: You're, you're talking like live action not a reanimation what are you what no, are you I, yeah I'm talking
2: I'm talking like a live act like a movie or television show production yes, um, I would of that, love that of that story I know we're getting the hope is eventually we're getting a remake of the video game it's I would of... love I would love to see something even just something in the old Republic era in that time period but but make it like TV show movie, what have you. I think we're going to scratch a little bit of that itch, hopefully with the acolyte in a couple of years. Um, But I would just, I would love something with Revan, with Malik, with some of those characters or some version of them uh, down the line. Uh, So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I was split on whether to pull Kenobi or book of Boba Fett. And I'm not sure if I made the right choice. One of those, one of those two can go in my opinion. Um, (laughs) uh which may which may be hurtful to some people but uh or controversial in certain corners. Um <clears throat> but yeah that's that's where I'm at. Uh I think Josh we gotta take we gotta take a quick break.
0: Your guy looks like he's got a quick rebuttal.
2: Ooh no, ooh. no I was I was
1: just gonna defend I'm not a Ryan Johnson hater. I just don't think he should be in the Star Wars universe ever again.
0: Ooh Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, hey, I mean,
1: all his other work is great. So
0: we're going to take a quick break and we will come <laughs> back. We will talk more on Star Wars andor, everything with Andrew Bennett. We're going to get into it here on Known Dorothy.
2: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) no, I just was I just wanted to mention because I I got on Twitter and I started to go through because I have my pinned tweet. My pinned tweet on my Twitter account is a thread about The Last Jedi. It's about like my journey (laughs) with this with this movie, because because Gotti, I I saw it in what was that? 2017 Mm -hmm. saw it in 2017. I left the theater and I was like, that was utter garbage. That was terrible. Like I, I left the theater, and my friends and I, like my friends from high school, like we walked out and we just like trash talked, we shit talked it for like the next hour on the way home, or like we got Whataburger or something, and we were just like, oh my god, that was terrible. Like Mary Poppins, Leia, like floating through space and all this stuff, or like that yada yada yada, Casino Planet, blah, blah, blah blah blah, like how could they do that to Luke? And then I, I went and saw it again. And I was like, I gotta, fi- I gotta figure out what's what's going on here. And then I saw it again. And then I saw it again. And I saw, so- I saw it five times in theaters. You and that's partly because
0: themselves.
2: it's it's partly because it's partly because I had movie pass at the time. But I was <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, I have to figure out what is because that was the first movie where I was like, was this how fans were when the Phantom Menace came out? Cause like, I was still like, I was a kid and it was like, Jar Jar's great. Like Darth Maul lightsabers. This is so pod racing. Oh my God. Like I was a kid and I was like, am I like that now? And so, and I like kept, kept watching it. And I kind of like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was still in the middle and it's just been a constant, like every, every month. I don't watch it like all the time, but there was just like a steady stream, a trickle of like, oh, actually that moment was really good. Like that shot that there there were these like little bits and pieces that pulled me along, um, to where it was like it it grew it yeah it grew on me gradually and gradually and gradually and I had a, and there were a lot of folks that like, kind of shared these, epiphany moments that they had had that I, you know, found, um, indoctrination, it, yeah <laughs> yeah I mean indoctrination brainwashing call it what you want I Lacey and I the my fiancé Jedi. Lacy and I, my fiance, we we watched The Last Jedi on our first date. She had not seen it before. We met; it was twenty twenty. She had not seen it before, and and we had a we we had a date over Zoom, and it was like, well, like, hey, we're because it was pandemic, and we were like, let's let's have just a movie night over Zoom, and I offered, and I was like, you know, what do you want to see? And she was like, oh, I haven't seen and, and. we had gotten on Star Wars or something and we put that on and i mean and it's just it's it, the serendipity around it i i understand and appreciate people but like it will always it yeah it's just grown into this into this strange special thing it's got uh, the,
0: it's got the heart in it
2: yeah it's got yeah. the heart in it now um i love it but anyways but anyways we hopped on this zoom call to talk about andor didn't we <laughs> <laughs> that's true so
0: yeah well i'm i mean we're obviously going to have to put this in the pod now so i'll just welcome officially back our listeners we're <laughs> i like we, how you pull uh, that
1: all in like that's all canon
0: <laughs> yeah that's right i just took that legend and turned it into canon that's exactly what i did so we are back here on Known to ramble and uh we're back with andrew bennett um from buckets and beyond uh here with Gaudi Khan, my <laughs> uh good co <laughs> my co-host and we are we're ready to talk about andor and this show was so freaking fun, guys. That's I, I just had to start by throwing that out there. I think what did they give us two episodes to start or three? I think they gave us two. Three. Right? They gave three. us three. Or they gave us three.
2: The first They gave uh, us the whole the whole first three the whole arc, escaping Ferrix. Yeah.
0: That's right. That's right. And uh, from the from the end of that, from, and honestly, from like the first ten minutes, the tone that this show set was just so gritty and I loved everything about it. Um, I want to throw it to you guys. Cause I mean, as we can already tell y'all, y'all are the star Wars guys. So uh, Andrew, let's start with you. What, what, what struck you the most?
2: We don't, we don't have enough time in the zoom. Uh, there are not <laughs> enough hours in the day. Um, <laughs> um I, so not since rogue one and it's 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 good that this is like a this is a sister show to that this is an ancillary to that the the antecedent to that um uh that i have not felt a star wars show more encapsulate um what i needed in this time period um there are, there are people who will say that star Wars is apolitical or it's not, it's not political or star Wars is, it's like war is in the title. Um, but <laughs> uh, like, okay, like go off, go off King, but like war is in the title. Um, it, and, and this show I think speaks to the reason it's gotten the reaction. People have the, the, like, just the overwhelming reaction that I've seen, the overwhelmingly positive reaction, is I think it speaks to the struggles people are having in, in our real life galaxy. Um and it does so, so it does so, so well. And it does it in a gritty way, like you said, Josh, but it also does so in a deeply Star Wars way, which is both spiritual, it is um, it is hopeful, it is about ordinary people, it is about a call to adventure. In this case, the call to adventure is, you know, fight the empire. Like revolution. This, yeah, the 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 call to adventure is a call to revolution in this case. And um yeah, it does it it does it so well. Um yeah, I again there aren't a Gotti, take it away, take it away. i I could keep. I could keep going.
1: Well, I, I think you you summed it up beautifully. It, it captures so much of what made George's work so beloved in the first place. Look when he wrote it in the seventies and the, you know the 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 impact of the Vietnam War. I mean it, it's the times are eerily similar on on all different levels, and it's it's fascinating to see a show harp on the you know the little political you know, battles in these small little pockets of space. I mean, uh, Tony Gilroy was asked in one of his interviews if he thinks Cassian knows what a Jedi is, for instance. And it's a fascinating question because it gets to the heart of like, you know, how much knowledge do people have and gets to how much do you get off world? And that's why it took them three episodes for them to get off world, basically. I mean, it's it's a, a trope of Star Wars, but it's one that, if you can pull it off works really well. And I, they pulled it off amazingly with, uh, Gareth Ennis's rogue one. So I think Tony Gilroy had the platform and the way to do it, but the way he turned it into this syndicate feel, this crime element feel, this noir feel really Mm -hmm. just brought home different feelings. We haven't really been able to associate, uh, in the star Wars world. I think it was, it was, the word "gritty" keeps being popped up in like every review I've I've read, um, and you know the funny thing is there's a great review by Alan Sepinwall, and the one thing he says that that's missing is the you know in the title is 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 ask and or we don't we don't know much about Cassian by the end of this. There's so many more questions even after we see him survive all these harrowing things. It is a fascinating tale that didn't honestly tell us too much about our hero, but look who all we got. We got, you know, Luth in this, who knows where that character could go. I feel like that's a show into itself.
2: Mm-hmm. Of course,
1: we get a different view of Mon Mothma that we've never had before. One that is that was desperate.
0: Awesome. Everything with her in course, her performance all, is oh. the,
1: the steel of the show, yeah. right? If, if we don't believe that she's giving the passion behind giving her daughter away is not palpable, like, that's the best part of the show. I love it. it. It it brought me as close to tears. Like, oh my gosh, she sells her entire family away. That's what cost the Monmouth that we know to be, uh, possible. And that's such a great, connective tissue point for the show. And we have another season of it. It could be even wilder. It's it's
0: she did the she did the same thing with her husband in the taxi, yeah. adding mm-hmm. him to that ISB driver who she totally knows is the imperial guy and she's just like you've been gambling again so they have an excuse on where the money's been coming from and all that yeah she's
2: genevieve o'reilly deserves i mean honestly we get we get incredible performances from everybody in this show she deserves props um yeah it's interesting to see new characters or pre-existing characters. I mean, Saw Gerrera and Mon Mothma are pre-existing characters that we get a little bit more nuance, a little bit more shape to their, to their fight and to their perspective uh, in the galaxy. Um, uh, And then you get all of these new characters. Yeah. I, I want to say something that I love about the show. Got it. You mentioned the questions it leaves unanswered and Sometimes sometimes shows want to tell you and show you too much or movies. They want to paint. They want to paint the whole picture or they want to fill in all the dots. And something great about this show is that it is perfectly willing to let things remain unknown. We we don't know. I'm so desperate to know what prompted Luther Rail to start this this effort uh, he mentions off. He mentions in that speech like fifteen. And you know, I I wake to an equation I wrote fifteen years ago, and we're like, what happened fifteen years ago? Like you were writing an equation, Luther. What's what's what is it? like? We want that show, and totally. then you have you have all of these moments. You have Cassian. We still don't know where his sister is. We don't know who his sister is. That was that was introduced as like a central focus of his character from episode one. And we still don't know it. Like this show is willing to let you sit in the in the anxiety and the uncertainty of like, what what are what are these motivations or are we going to learn this? And and also is like we have we don't have enough time. We've got 12 more episodes. And like I am so my brain spins every time I think about like what. What we could see or what could happen in the next 12 episodes and it's and that's a testament to the 12 episodes we got that opens up this wide world i think star wars is at its weakest when it is filling in the world and it's at its best when it's blowing the world like open it's blowing the galaxy open into this you know i want to see more a bit i want to see more of all of these characters as opposed to like give me more of the character that I saw before or that I saw 20 years ago. I was like, I want, you know, um, I digress. Well, but...
1: you know, to, to piggyback off that, like, I would, I'd be okay if they took a year off of doing season two and gave us a prequel. Why don't you hire one of uh, scars guards kids, for instance, to play a younger <laughs> version? You know, it doesn't really matter how you pull it off, but like, you're right. The, the, the creation of Luthen gives us, uh, our our revolutionary, you know, head. Our our you know, he's our our Chad. You know, like he's there to give us the 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 founding steps. And and what we thought was Mon Mothma and all these characters was a whole nother building block. And uh, yeah, I I thought the web that has been weaved. I was a little bit afraid when it was twelve episodes. What you know, where are we going? How far are they going to go away? And they stayed very close and mm-hmm. in it was insular everything was in the corners and in the darkness and in the you know the the creepy places people don't want to go it's it made a fun you know uh kind of spine tingling star wars which you don't have normally
0: it's kind of like what when Andrew's talking it, it it's it's like the show made you get down in the muck like it made mm-hmm. you get down to and and understand like what it has to be to start a revolution, to start, like, and, you know, we, we've seen, we seen, we all know where this is going, we all know where his character's going, we all know where, you know, the empire's going, and the empire's going to get bigger and badder, and the empire's going to take over a lot more, but right now, it, it, it was so, I, I did not realize at the start of this show, that we were going to see, like, to steal a line from Poe. We, we, i didn't know we were gonna see the 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 spark that's gonna light the fire that's gonna burn down the empire yeah you know and like i did not star, expect star wars is fuck
2: right there yeah oh yes i love
0: it <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh so what another a- thing another thing that this show gave us this show gave us some of the best like monologues some of the best like like single uh, single actor like diatribes that we've seen some, we had some meaty some meaty
2: language oh meaty dropped.
0: language meaty and and just acting chops out the butt really like we had uh we had the luthan one where he's like the big line that i i remember from that one is uh i um you know i it's he's like i i I betray myself, or I damn myself. I burn,
2: or... I burn my decency. I have these written down. So this yeah, this yeah, leads me. Man. This leads me into. I want to. This is when before coming into this, I was like, "What do we want to talk about?" And I've got, I've got. I want you guys to give me what do you think is the hardest line, the just hardest bar. Ooh, okay. Oh, Lutheran speech. Yeah, hit okay. At the bars. Okay. So what, what you were just referencing, I burn my decency for someone else's future. I burn my life. For a sunrise, I would never. I will never see. Oh, okay, that so was we got, the we line. That. Uh, I I'm partial to. I've made my mind a sunless place. I share my dreams with ghosts. Um, I but I'm curious. I'm curious. Is I know I talked about this with Ben. Is Luthen's monologue the best in the show? Is that is that speech that he gives the most chilling? I have a couple of nominees.
0: Personally, for me, the one that kind of started hitting the home the most was we we started getting like small little like uh, brief little bits, and it was um it was Nimix Nimix uh manifesto. recording okay um, ma- mm-hmm. manifesto yeah yeah and we get like little bits and little bits, and then by the end we kind of get the full manifesto like the, or the full like thesis, if you will, of the manifesto there, and he like it was so eloquent he, the way he put everything it. Man, Nimic. I did not see that coming from
2: sweet little uh Black Mirror Boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Gotti, do you have a favorite like one liner or just a single like bar? It wasn't really a one liner, but Fiona Shaw's
1: uh I mean her whole performance honestly really was It seemed the most echoey. It seemed the most Yoda-esque. Like, I'm paying attention to every syllable of every word she speaks because I am pretty sure we're not going to see much of her. I know actress-wise, she's going to probably be busy. She always is. So there's sort of like I don't see her being – if there's a character they're going to be able to kill off, this is the perfect one. And I thought the way she carried herself, she knew it. Um, And that recording of her is – I think the crux of revolution, I think it's the, it's the verbiage that people will reiterate over and over again. And I think it's most fitting that the weapon that strikes first is literally the brick that she was made or totally she made, she became, and it's that brick that is used as the first strike in the revolution. And then we'll see where Mm -hmm. Luthen kind of twisted and how wicked this weeb will go. We'll see. I don't know, but, uh no i think that's the brilliance of her connection to it and it's the closest connection to understanding why cassian will start to unravel and become a person we know he can murder but we will see a a cassian by rogue one that has no fear is caring of nothing and caring of no one we'll get there i'm sure in 12 more episodes but it'll be fascinating to see how or why
2: yeah, I, I am a, uh, I think my, the one that sticks out to me, the hardest like line is actually from, um, uh, from Skeen mm. in the Aldon from the Aldani heist, he says the ax forgets the tree remembers. Mm. Um, and it's just, <laughs> and it's, and it's yeah. a beautiful encapsulation <laughs> of like, and you hear it from Cassian over and over, like we are nothing to them. They will, they will dispose of us like we are we are cheaper than droids so why why should we care about decency why should we care about following the rules and maybe we'll get out maybe we'll get to live our life the way that we want it's so like no they they may forget about you they may treat you like you, you know the people of farex the people of aldani they're going to treat them like nothing um until until you make them think about you you they until you know the people force you know force force their hand, um, yeah. Just and it's it's amazing that we all had like there's so many of these moments that um one
0: one we haven't even brought up that was amazing was the one of breaks. my favorite actors one of my favorite actors of all time Andy Serkis yes uh is one it, like, way out mm-hmm. oh oh and his whole and the the tragedy of his whole sto- story arc where he's so ingrained in this. He really thinks he's going to like be able to get out. He thinks he's going to, he thinks he's put in his time and because he's put in his time, he's earned the respect from the empire to get out because of the hard work he's put in as the manager for this room. Like you can really feel that from the beginning. Like he runs his room the right way. That's what I'm going to do. We all have our job to do. Just do it. And you're going to get out. I b- really believe that. And by the end of it, you see how broken he is from that and how, he eventually just like crumbles and cracks until the point that he is like, I will go down. Da- I, I will go down fighting to get my men out of this room. And it was so cool that the leadership role, he takes in in that whole thing. And by the time he gets to the end where he's just standing at the <laughs> edge and like you turn and Cassian turns and you see him mouth, I can't swim. I almost cried. I literally almost yeah. like broke down for Kino because that was my guy. Andy circus is my guy ever since he's, like i've watched him be a chimp and he's made me cry so like that's that's my dude yeah
2: Mm. yeah
0: and like like i said he's he's what the third or fourth monologue we brought up
1: yeah and we didn't even give one to to cassie and i don't think in any of ours
2: (laughs) no yeah he doesn't he he is what i love about the show another aspect of the show that i love is that it puts cassian as our main character but it puts him almost in a supporting role in so many of these situations like he is almost secondary to kino he inspires kino in a way and he he helps him lead the prison break he helps the aldani crew like in the in the jailbreak but he's he is almost going through this path i mean he's he is being influenced by them in the same way that he's trying to influence others. Um, And to, and to see that growth gradually over 12 episodes into someone that can be a leader in the rebel Alliance that can be uh, an agent and part of the revolution. Um, Another thing I, I, one more quick thing that I wanted to point out is the beautiful crescendo that we see from this show and the finale like is impressive. It's incredible. I'm sure Josh, uh, big marching band vibes in that final episode. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't oh, see if there yeah. were any I don't see I didn't see if there were any saxophones or any uh... No,
0: we we were we were pretty we were pretty strictly brass and flutes and some weird looking flutes cause... Katrina. Yeah. <laughs> Katrina made all kinds of comments about the flutes. It was Yeah, Lacey, so Lacey was the
2: same way. She was like, This is some weird freaking flutes. Yeah. She was uh, like, Why does
0: she have a head joint on a complete under thing that's not even doing anything? Like nothing's touching that, like that would not work. I'm like, Star Wars? <laughs> it's space.
2: It's space. It's space. Um, it's
0: a space flute.
2: <laughs> but we have this crescendo and like we have these great these incredible moments. Like there's a heist, there's a jailbreak, there's these like and the final episode there's there's a lot of excitement like there's a riot but for the majority of it it's a funeral procession like the majority of the like climax of the show is just a funeral procession
0: and how and, haunting is it to yeah. learn that that funeral music is what you've been hearing is it's sorry is that what you're theme. doing? Did I, yeah did I totally Well, no, no, well
2: there's the crescendo <laughs> but no there's there's a I think the message is almost at the very beginning we have Cassian by himself. He eventually links up with Luthen, and it's like Cassian and Luthen. They are the two people escaping. They're the two people resisting, you know, the the corpos or whatever. And then we have Cassian join a team, and he's part of, like, a team of rebels. There's, like, six or seven of them, and they're, like, a strike team. You know, we've seen this tons of times in Star Wars. And then we see him, and he's leading thousands of, of prisoners out. And then the the finale is not really him doing it. He he saves Bix, but he's not involved in the central action. He's not doing anything. It is the people of Ferris. Like we have this build up to like it starts with one man, and then two, and then maybe five or six, then a thousand, and then it's an entire you see planet. the spider web just start and to Yeah, branch you out. just it and and he has no direct. He's not helping rally Brasso and 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 all of those folks they are spontaneously rising up of their own accord spurred by Marva, not by Cassian, our hero, but by, um, but by a side character. I thought, I thought that just that whole buildup and crescendo was, was a beautiful part of like the message of the show. Um, Yeah. Again, I could go on and on. I could go on and on. I don't
1: know. It, It gets even deeper when you realize that, Luther is there to kill him just in case he does get spotted or captured that's the yeah. fascinating part of it they have to remain in the distance and to see that it, the rebellion they have created through their work is now in the hands of people they i mean they may know yes but they also do not know at this yeah. point it is a revolution at that point because it is stepped outside of their boundaries and now they're in the muck and they've got to figure things out. That's why it's so fascinating. How far will they pick up? Where will we be? We know where they're going, obviously. I mean, we've seen the end game, but there is a beauty into how we will get there. And uh, yeah, the Luthan, his his choices and his steps are so far-reaching and thoughtful. Uh, I can't wait to see where they're going. I mean, it's there's a lot more being unraveled. The, the, the coolest part was how much we got to see the interwebs of uh, the empire and uh, the character of, of uh, and, and also the major and his performance of oh, cereal, Cyril.
2: Yeah. Cyril and Deidre. I mean, they, they cereal, cereal Carn and Mr. Uh, <laughs> Captain it. Crunch Carn and
1: uh, <laughs> Captain Crunch Karn. Poor blue milk. Yeah. As when his mother yeah. says, drink the milk, you drink the milk. Uh, it's not his milkshake.
2: Bad uh, mommy issues. Yeah. Only only people buyers. with mo- only people with mommy issues support the empire. Okay. Making you know, <laughs> total sense. <laughs> but I mean your, it was to-
1: cool to see like even their side of the interworkings. workings. I mean, we're gonna get more of these stories. I mean, we're gonna have people cross over. We already got the beautiful uh unraveling of who is giving Luthien information, which is, is pivotal. Because he's a major component of their hierarchy, and that's that's a part of what, how these yeah. things will get out. I mean, that we're getting to a point of basically a, a drive being taken at some point. That's where we're going. And it's simplistic, but there's so many little avenues of how they're going to get there. And Half these people are going to be dead. As Luthen says, It's we won't see the sunrise. We won't see anything of what we're doing. It's uh, It's powerful stuff. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, I hope I hope Bix and Brasso and uh and B two get get to see the sunrise. I hope They're dying
1: <laughs> soon and you know it.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, there's
1: I hope... there's cool characters though that like Alan Tudyk's uh character. I mean, we already did get uh that droid scene when he's on the beach. It's mm-hmm. what picks him up. So there are nods to not only Rogue One, but where we're going with how we're gonna get to some of these characters. I mean, of course saw and i mean force whitaker i think he keeps getting better and better he seems to love this role more and more his limp gets completely wilder each film and in, in incarnation so more saw guerrero is just it's it's awesome
0: so we're we're, we're starting to run a little long here so i i want to i want to get a little quick hitter ending from both of you on andor and what is the kind of biggest qu- what, we, we've mentioned how Andor leaves us with all these questions. What is the biggest question that you want to to see answered or want to see the the art continue on from this first uh, from this first, first season?
2: Um, I, I'll go in on. I, I want to know who's aunt, who Andor's sister is. I hope I hope they find each other. Uh, and I par- and I partly say this to say that I am fully I'm fully indoctrinated into the theory that Clea, Luthan's assistant, is Cassian's sister. It's a little coincidency, but I am I am fully on board that like that Clea is Cassian's long lost sister. I'm just I'm just I know it's going to wreck me. If and if and when if we even if we ever figure that out, if we ever learn that, um to know and to if know that Cassian's happens,
0: Yeah if that happens, is is now Cassian ready to take out Luthan because he's obviously been lying to him for a long time. Ah oh, well no no
2: no so here's the thing, here's the thing. I don't think I don't think necessarily that Luthan knows. I don't think I don't think they I don't I think I don't think anybody knows because Cassian's identity was made up. He was born on Fest as his parents made up documentation for him. Uh, it's only like briefly mentioned when cast, when Luthen sort of learns that he's from Canari. and we don't know if his sister has shared with anyone that she's from Qunari. Um, It seems like it's a pretty well-kept secret, whether you're from Kanari or not. Um, if, if Claya turns out to be a sister, maybe she's mentioned it. Maybe not. I don't know. I I'm just, uh, I'm excited to see where that goes if we pursue that um in in the future. Uh I just think it it makes a really interesting choice of its clay, but um I'm curious Gotti. what what are you what are you looking forward to most from season 2 or like where would you like to go?
1: Well, I I mean, I'm I'm curious how much more we'll learn of Luthen. I think the more of his story that unravels, the more interesting it'll get. Um I basically just want to see where his interweavings will take him. We know he's not going to be uh past the series I don't think. I think that you know he's an obvious uh choice and and it'll be interesting to see how they handle uh you know loss for Cassian and I, I think that's where the sister role will be you know ingrained into it. I I was I was going to ask anyways if you if you think we've met her yet or not. Obviously you're under the thinking that we have. So uh it, yeah. it'll be fascinating to see where they go i mean they like that trope and they've done it before and they i mean it would be interesting to see how much more of that family we meet so it'll be interesting just to see these two figureheads clash i mean they're obviously i mean he was there almost there to kill him so it's gonna get creepier and crazier though the, the further along we go
2: yeah more of Luthen, and honestly and i say this more of Clea I think yeah. I think she is a fascinating interesting character and we know so little about her I think that's mm-hmm. by design um Have yeah, I agree
0: I agree that I think it's by design there's something there's something with her because she's she's so in the know about everything and like the way that she the way that she talks to uh you know the guests whenever they come in um I think it wouldn't was, it Vel no mm-hmm. did Vel go into the shop and that's yeah yeah. She yeah. Talked yeah, to? yeah 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 so whenever she's talking to Vel, I I felt like the way that the way that she handled that whole situation, it's like she knows more. There's something up with her. Dude, well, look, there's more to her character than we know.
1: Look in that shop. Have y'all seen the behind the scenes of what's actually? Oh yeah, in man. The like, shop? yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh dude, it's,
0: there's there's things from uh, video from the the video game um, with Star Killer. Yeah, the Force Unleashed. Yeah, Force Unleashed. Has yeah, some... Force Unleashed. Yeah, I, I mean those,
2: they those
1: they are obviously nice. are, are are they they have their they know so much that's going on these two and it's not just Luther you're completely right they these two almost seem to work slightly independent of each other like they're not technically on board it's it's a weird relationship that we have between them and we'll I think we'll find out why that is and if it's because She has that secret connection to Cassian. That'll be interesting, but either way, it's going to unravel whatever it is.
0: I'll say that the, okay. So the storyline kind of character thing that I'm very interested in is I, I really want to see Mon Mothma and how she kind of burns all the bridges uh, of her family and how she, she obviously is tearing everything down and she's kind of going all in on this. And Ooh, it is haunting to see and the, watching her in that last scene, dressed up in the colors of the other family, you know, to represent that she's giving the daughter away. Oh, and watching just the like rage in her eyes as she's having to do this, but like, and also the sorrow that she's having to do this. And but then once you know, look at her daughter and she's like totally into it, she's so indoctrinated and all that stuff. It's so weird, probably for the father, but um and and on a funny one the other thing i'm kind of interested in seeing because we're we really are running out of time is uh deidre and cyril <laughs> that's the weirdest little <laughs> that's the weirdest little. do not ship thing. them do not no, ship them they it's are not so weir- <laughs> it's nasty
1: <laughs> or is it some people like that
2: no Blue no cereal there's, love it there's no thanks people... mom People that were like, "Oh my gosh, is this romantic?" No, it is not. Cyril is a creep. Cyril is a is a mis misbegotten weirdo. He like this is not how he's he's not being coded as like an overly romantic character. He is deluded. He has delusions. I like how you're uh, fearful
1: for her. I would be fearful for him in that twosome right there.
2: That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't think I don't think any of the Imperials are long for this world. I love, uh, but. But yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, I think Dedra is a little bit more in control of like who she is, and or she likes to think she is. And Cyril, I think is 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 obsessive off the like. Just I mean, they're but they both are. Maybe they're a match made in heaven. I don't know.
0: Well, we <laughs> hell. We'll, we'll find out in season two. So. <laughs> Good tease. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go ahead, Andrew, really, really quick before we sign off. Why don't you uh, tell everybody where they can find you for? First off, you got to check out, check out buckets and beyond. Um, they, they did me the honor of allowing me to be on an episode or two at one point, And it, it sparked some excitement. So uh, check out buckets and beyond. And uh, Andrew, where can they find you on social media?
2: Uh, you can find me at Bennett Bennett in Twitter. I probably need to change that handle, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah i mean you can you can find me wherever last jedi defenders are are scrapping in the in the comment section um uh <laughs> um, and uh, we're yeah writing twitter down until it, until it crashes and burns
0: <laughs> and and as always and as always you can find us on uh twitter at known to ramble and instagram or sorry, at on Instagram at known to ramble and on Twitter at K the number two R Pod. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Andrew, for joining us, and uh, thank you guys as always. So much for listening here on known to ramble.